Hi guys, and welcome to The Ween I've Seen. We're here today with episode number five. Thanks so much for listening again, or for the first time, or for the last time. Any way you spin it, I'm glad to be sharing this with you. I can't tell you guys how excited I am about spooky season. Even though I'm in Texas and fall doesn't feel that different weather-wise from summer, I'm choosing to embrace the spooky fall vibes, okay? I'm talking about going on walks and enjoying the decorations people in my neighborhood have put out in their yards, watching some scary movies, going to haunted houses, and handing out candy to trick-or-treaters dressed up in their little costumes. Man, I love all of that stuff. The only things I feel like I'm really missing are some cooler weather, that would be nice, Texas, and um, of course with that, the beautiful fall foliage, but... I mean, I've got social media, so I can live vicariously through you guys with the really cool orange and yellow and red leaf pictures. And, um, you know, don't put it past me to make and eat some chili on an 85 degree day in Texas. It's fine. Um, But in the theme of things, I thought we could talk about something a little spooky today. And uh, yeah, let me tell you what I'm thinking. Okay. So I know the topic of online dating as a whole is pretty scary, but I was thinking we could talk about ghosts and zombies and graveyards. So let's dig in. I came to a realization after talking to a friend the other day, you know, as most of my realizations go, and uh, it was one of those things that I thought was happening just to me. Like when I told her this story, I was like, you got to listen to this crazy thing that happened to me. But then when I told her my story, she said that the same thing has happened to her too. Big surprise. I should have known. Um, And after thinking about that, you know, and saying those words out loud, my phone magically knew it had to uh, show me targeted videos on Instagram about the same thing happening to other women. So we love it when that happens. Um... (laughs) I want to talk about that today specifically, and to start, I want to reach all the way back to the first episode of The Ween I've Seen to familiarize ourselves with some vocab words again. Do you guys remember when I talked about ghosting? Um, That's when communication ceases suddenly as if someone disappeared like a ghost, and that is pretty common in dating now, so that's that's a pretty common term. Um, And then haunting and zombieing. That's when you've been ghosted, but out of nowhere, that person will like a Facebook or Instagram post that you've made. And also, remember submarining? It's kind of like zombieing, but not as spooky of a word. Um, And I'm going to try really hard to resist the urge to make a joke about how it could be spooky, given the recent events where those folks took the submarine down to explore the Titanic, and they're probably ghosts now. Um... Yeah, but anyway, submarining is when guys you thought had vanished from your life suddenly show back up and act like nothing happened. So they just pop right back up out of the water and are looking around like, you know, what what happened? Who? Why are you mad? What? Where'd you go? What's going on? So I bring all these spooky words up because I want to talk about my experience with them and uh, see if you guys have seen the same thing. My first run in with this was probably about nine or so months ago, and I'd like to start the story by saying that it's not uncommon for me to see repeats in my dating app matches. Like, 
someone may have swiped right on me or matched with me and um, maybe I talked to them for a little bit, but then they were gone. And I'm not talking about gone like ghosted, um, although that could happen, but maybe, you know, I went to respond to them one day and it said that their profile didn't exist anymore. They were just gone. So that could happen a number of different ways. Um, maybe they unmatched with me or, you know, worst case scenario, someone got blocked. But after not seeing them, I will then sometimes see an eerily familiar picture of a guy come across my phone and I'll get a jolt of deja vu. And I'm like, where have I seen this guy before? And then I'll realize that I've matched and talked with him before. And now he's back trying to match and talk with me again. Now, for those of you who aren't super familiar with dating apps, you might be wondering how this could even happen. Um, and I think I have thought about just about every way that this could happen. So I'm going to go over some of them. Um, usually when someone swipes left or chooses not to match with you or you get unmatched or blocked, you two wouldn't be able to talk to each other again. But this only works if that person keeps their same dating profile forever and never deletes it or recreates it. And it's also assuming that there's only one profile that is using their name and pictures. So yes, that happens. And that's super strange to me in general, just straight away. But usually you would have multiple profiles because you're a scammer and you're, you know, you've stolen pictures of other people and you're casting a wide net to scam a bunch of ladies. But I have seen it before where guys are not scammers or appear not to be scammers, but they just have a bunch of different profiles using all of the same pictures, but different names, maybe like their first name is one account and then their middle name is one account. And then a totally random name, like nice guy is another account, which red flag number one, like if you're not going to put your real name on your dating profile, there's some red flags there. What are you doing? Um, but their point being, there are a few different ways why you might have multiple accounts. You shouldn't, but there are a couple of explanations why you might have multiple accounts. Taking out that possibility of someone having multiple accounts and that's why you're seeing them in your matches again, the most likely reason is because people have deleted their dating app and then recreated it. So I've even done that a few times before when I meet someone and we start dating seriously. Actually showing someone that you've deleted your whole account as opposed to just pausing it or deleting the app from your phone can be a really romantic gesture that says you think you guys are endgame. So that can be kind of cute. But Sometimes things don't work out and you find yourself re-downloading the app and answering all of those stupid question prompts again. It happens. And at first when I received match repeats on the dating apps, I thought it was a little bit wild. Um, usually because they've completely forgotten that we've ever talked to each other before. I don't know if that's more bad on me for not being memorable or bad on them for not remembering me, but I guess I've spent so much time on the apps now that I've kind of gotten used to it and it doesn't surprise me as much anymore. And at the end of the day, I feel like we're both going through so many people on these apps that it really can just get hard to keep track of them all. 
sometimes maybe it's a quantity over quality thing there. But um, the thing that I'm going to talk about next, my actual story, this having just been the preface to the story, the actual story um, really did surprise me. And I'm interested if you guys have experienced this too. Okay, so let's get started. So the story goes like this. I had matched with a guy and talked to him for a while before we met in person to go out on a date. We exchanged numbers so we could stop talking on Hinge, and it was nice to just be in a texting conversation with him. Um, he was nice and polite and kind and respectful, and we had a fine time hanging out with each other. Uh, he was a little bit eager to get serious, and after going on a date or two, I just ultimately didn't feel the chemistry with him, and so... I let him know that I wasn't interested in pursuing things any further. And, you know, that was, that was it. That was all I could say, but he took it fine. Like, I mean, naturally he wasn't thrilled, but he like, didn't get upset and call me a dumb bitch or anything afterwards or tell me how ugly and fat I was and, you know, explain that he didn't even like me anyway. And so good riddance. Um, Cause we've all seen that before, but I do want to give this guy a call out because he was an adult about me sharing my feelings with him and you know he didn't make it weird so until this happened um but so we unmatched on hinge and we went our separate ways but a few months later i'm taking out the trash oh that's what i call looking through my matches on the dating apps um and i see that this particular man has matched with me again and he's liked one of my pictures so he is zombieing at this point. Um, he didn't bother commenting on the picture he liked or like replying to a prompt where he could have used that as an opportunity to use words to break the ice. He just kind of like popped back up and was waiting in my match queue, which I thought was kind of strange because we had exchanged numbers with each other before um, and we had texted each other several times. We had gone on a few dates. So like, why wouldn't he have just sent me a text being like, hey, thinking of you or, you know, comment on one of my pictures on the dating apps. Like, I know this is a long shot because we went on a couple of dates and you told me you weren't interested. But, you know, are you interested now? Have you changed your mind? Want to go out again? But no, I guess, you know, his strategy was just to rematch on Hinge with no message. And like, you could do that. But it didn't work on me because I still wasn't interested. And so I declined the match and went on with my day and we never spoke again. End scene. <laughs> okay, so that story wasn't as exciting as maybe you would have thought. But um, in gathering my research on this topic, I you'll be excited to know that the same situation happened again, but with a different guy. And I think this situation was slightly worse, maybe. Um, so this time, this guy and I had matched like way back when I first started doing online dating. So like fall of 2020. Okay. And I had matched with this guy and we had exchanged numbers again. We went on a couple of dates and things were going all right. You know, we were in the in-between part where I was trying to figure out if I liked him, liked him, or if you know, I didn't like him enough to continue hanging out with him, which saying it out loud now sounds like I didn't actually like him that much. But the point is, I hadn't told him I wasn't interested or anything. Like we were still 
We're still going through the motions like everything was fine. And I don't remember exactly what happened with us and why things ended. Um, I want to say, this was so long ago, I want to say that he slept through a date that we were supposed to go on, maybe. I honestly don't remember um, because sleeping through a date, (laughs) the theme of sleeping through a date has happened to me so many times. I probably have enough nap content to make a whole separate episode about that, to be honest. But I think I tried to talk to him about that and tell him I was like disappointed or frustrated that he did that. But um, he didn't take that feedback well and he proceeded to ghost me and never responded to any of my text messages. So cool, 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 cool. Um, Also, I noticed a few days later that he had unmatched with me on the app. So I took that as my sign that he wasn't into it anymore. And I was like, okay, that's cool. No big deal. That's great. Good to know. Okay. Um, But then lo and behold, a few app deletions and re-downloads later on my part. And um, now that I'm thinking about it a few years later, um, because this was in 2023 and we first met in 2020, cool, Um, that same guy matches with me again on Hinge. And again, doesn't send any sort of communication, just likes one of my pictures. So he is um, zombieing again. And at first I didn't recognize him because it had been so long, but something nagging in the back of my mind was like, this guy looks familiar and we don't like him for some reason. Like my body was just trying to protect me. It was like, you don't nope. We, we see him, but we don't like him. And I couldn't remember. And I was really racking my brain, but I did put it all together and was like, this guy, this, this guy, the nerve of this guy, um, because who ghosts someone only to come back several years later to stir the pot instead of just texting me sometime and being like, Hey, you know what? I didn't handle how things ended with us very well. Like, I'm sorry. Would you be open to going out again and seeing how things go? It was just, it was strange. It was all strange. Okay. So what did I gather from these two examples? Um, I recognize that my sample size is small with two samples, but you know, if something happens to me twice at this point, it's kind of a pattern. And so I'm definitely going to dive into it and take a look at what this could mean. Um, So I, after thinking about these examples, I believe that these two guys chose the nuclear option and deleted all of my contact details after things didn't go their way. Okay. And uh, that got me thinking, is that normal? What do you guys do? I had always been on the side of not deleting a contact in your phone. A couple of reasons why. First, it takes a lot of steps. Thinking about it and then clicking all of the buttons necessary to do it can sometimes feel like climbing a mountain when you're already emotionally exhausted because things didn't work out. And I'm not saying that these guys were in such heartache that, you know, they were emotionally exhausted. And you know what? I'm not saying this about them. I'm saying on my part, it's just easier to not delete it. Like it takes additional steps to delete someone when I could just not and just not think about it again. But that's just me. Um, Second, and more practically, if that person comes crawling out of the woodwork and decides to text me again, I want to know who they are. Like, I don't want it to just say a random phone number. I want to know 
who they are and what the context was prior. Like what was the last thing that we text about? What mind was I in when we last talked? Like that's going to give me all the context clues that I need to move forward and respond to them. And thirdly, mind you, I've gone back and forth on this one, but if the relationship didn't end badly, I don't see a reason to delete everything. It seems to me like that's a bit dramatic. However, if the shoe were on the other foot and I were either one of these guys I mentioned earlier, maybe I would have felt slighted or attacked. Um, Maybe it might feel like cathartic to delete someone from your phone who you think you're never going to want to talk to again. You know, like, I don't know, maybe it would feel good. I, I can see it. I personally have never done that, but I could see it. But of course, I've talked this through with a few people. Um, and my best friend, I actually thought, had a really great perspective to this. Uh, this was her thought process. So what's the point of keeping someone's information in your phone? What's the point? Okay. It's not like you guys were friends before you started talking. You were strangers before you met, and you met in a way that set you up for a romantic relationship, and that relationship didn't work out. Meaning, you know, you met on a dating app. That dating app, of course, is designed to connect people in a romantic way, and it didn't work out. So why would you continue to keep their information? You should just release them back into the wild and make them strangers again. Delete them. And honestly, that's not a bad point. After all, if I don't plan on communicating with them again, why would I need their contact information? And apparently that's what those guys who rematched with me on the app slot too. (laughs) They decided to to delete and the only way to get back in touch um, was through Hinge. And that leads me to another thought, which is had they thought about me, before they saw me on Hinge again and, you know, had wanted to reach out earlier, but were like, oh, darn, I deleted her information. Or was their deja vu or their jolt of familiarity in seeing my picture online again just the thing that tipped the scale? And they were like, oh, I should I should see what she's up to. I should hit her up. Um, I don't know. Probably the second one. I don't think I'm that memorable, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, who knows? But thinking about the nuclear option, which is deleting things, um, deleting a significant other's contact details, like how, how far do you go? How nuclear do you go? Do you delete just their phone number? Do you unfriend or unfollow them on socials? Do you delete like photos of them in your phone? All of the posts together that you have on social media, all of the text threads and, um, you know, email, uh, do people email anymore? All the faxes that you've sent to each other. Do you shred those? Um, I, I guess it might depend on how badly things ended and all of that. Um, I could see, you know, being more dedicated to delete absolutely everything if it was a really bad breakup. But there's that thought reminded me of this one guy I dated who would post pictures of him and his significant other on social media, but then delete all evidence of those posts the minute that they broke up. And I would, like I said, 
I would understand if you were in like a years long relationship with someone and it ended and the pictures of you guys together made you so sad. So you just wanted to take those down. I totally get that. But this particular guy would date a girl for like three months and then break up and delete all the posts with them and rinse and repeat. And I feel like at that point, you almost need like a checklist to keep you on track of what's going on. Like, okay, step one, text the old lady and tell her it's over. Step two, delete all photos and posts with her in them and everything that exists on social media. Step three, post on social media like usual to make it look like nothing happened and I'm definitely not sad and there's nothing to see here, okay? Okay, that's a solid plan, I guess. Um, but like, if you're worried about girls that you're not with anymore being showcased on your social media, why maybe, I don't know, don't post them until you know that they're going to be around for a while. I don't know. What do I know? But I've, it's something that I've thought about before. Like if I'm dating someone new, do I post them on my social media right away? Do I wait? What's the, what's the right amount of time to wait? And also like, is that something that you guys think about too? I don't know. Maybe I just think about weird things. Is it a red flag if your significant other isn't outwardly posting you on their social media? I don't know. I guess, I guess that would depend on a lot of things too, right? Like, do they ever post on social media? Are they just not posting you? Do they post other friends? Do they post other girls or other guys? Like, all things to think about, but um, maybe that's for a different episode. But I don't know, deleting everything just sounds like a lot of work to me. And for what purpose? Like, to make it look like you've never had a girlfriend or cared about another girl before. I don't think women in general are gullible enough to fall for that, but I could be wrong. What do you guys think about that? Like, if you're, if you start dating someone new and you're in that step of the relationship where you're scouring all of their past social media, um, as we do, is it a red flag if they've shared with you, you know, that they just got out of a relationship or, you know, they're newly single after being in a relationship of a year, two years, a month, whatever, however long it is, and you don't see any pictures of that person on their social media. Is that a red flag? Do you feel like they're hiding something? Um, or switch that if you start dating someone new and you see a bunch of pictures, a bunch, I don't know, you see any pictures of girls with your new mans or your new woman's, um, is that a red flag for you? Do you think that they should delete them out with the old in with the new kind of thing? What do you guys think? Um, hmm, hmm, something to think about, but so because I... I'm so lazy, I guess. Um, and I'm not all about deleting everything. I do want you to know that there are some other organizational methods that I learned about that um, can really help you organize an old flame's contact information in both a practical and hilarious way. So let's talk about that. Um, so a few different methods. Uh, the first method includes keeping the contact in your phone, but changing their name to what gave you the ick about them. And for those of you who don't know what the ick is, um, the ick is when you are 
crushing on someone and then they do something that you don't like and it's just kind of a guttural um you know whole body reaction that you might have that's maybe that's not normal that's how my icks are um but it's just kind of like a shiver that i get that runs through um when a guy that i have a crush on does something that i don't like inherently and um i'll give you some examples so you can kind of picture it it's examples might include you know talking like a baby like baby talking um or calling himself daddy or using paper towels as toilet paper or being secretly married with two kids you know like that there really are so many different things that could give you the ick um and it doesn't have to be just one thing it can be a long list of icks but can you imagine <laughs> Can you imagine having one of those low nights like we all do? We've all been there where you're lonely and maybe you've had a glass or two of wine and uh, you get that urge to text your ex, you know, but when you try, you can't find his number under his name. And that's weird because you're lazy like me and you know you haven't deleted it. And then you remember that you changed his name in your phone and you changed his name to all his underwear had holes in it and he refused to buy more. And then you get a sudden jolt of sobriety that reminds you that he's not actually all that great. Honestly, solid tactic. I think, you know, I might have to give that one a try. Um, but if you're not down with that, I've got another method for you. And that second method is a little bit more extreme. But when you've got a guy that uh, has done you dirty and he's dead to you, I want you to replace his name, his contact name in your phone with a tombstone emoji. Okay. And then once you've updated that contact name, you can either archive your text thread so you don't have to see it when you go to text someone else, or you can delete it altogether so you never have to uh, read that again. You can forget everything that happened. And in the true theme of spooky season, I want to say that I've heard this process referred to as moving this person to the graveyard or holding a funeral. And really, you can make this as ceremonious as you'd like. Like, get it, sis, light some candles and put on all black before reflecting on why they're dead to you, you know? This is a great strategy, too, for someone who's not looking to delete everything, um, but also doesn't want to be bothered. Like, if your contact does ever become a zombie and they come back after ghosting you, you'll have a way of remembering why you're not talking to them, but also, like, not knowing who they are so you don't fall down that rabbit hole again you know what i'm saying i think i think it's clever i think it's a good one um and then the last the last organizational method i have for you guys is of course going to take the petty path because i couldn't don't want to leave the petty people out here um not speaking from experience but i have seen women proceed to block and delete all traces of guys when things don't work out but they will leave a couple of channels open and those channels include Venmo and Cash App, Apple Pay, Zelle, basically anywhere where you could do an online payment back and forth. And that way, if a guy wants to talk to them again, the guy has to send money. And you can send money and you can also send a note with it. So you can still get your word in edgewise, my dude, but you know, you gotta, you gotta send a little cash skis. Um, and before you say to yourself that that would never work, I personally have seen this work in real life. And 
it really just depends on how badly the ex wants to talk to them. Um, and when you think about it, like if the guy can't text them or call them or communicate on social media channels, like they might just be willing to shell out a few bucks with a cute little note to get the woman's attention again, you know, like have some drinks on me or I really messed up or, you know, whatever. The only, <laughs> the only thing that I think about with this though, is like, if you send $5 to your ex that blocked you and everything, like is, is $5 really the cost of all of the emotional damage that you've done? I don't know. Keep that in mind when you're in the situation, you know, make it a respectable amount at least is my advice to you. So that's my two thoughts on that. But um, I'm curious, have any of these things happened to you guys? Have you ever been frightened um, now during spooky season or ever by resurrections of ghosts from your past? Have you seen more tombstone emoji contacts in your chat history lately? Have you made a few extra dollars from exes wanting to haunt you again? You know, have you guys ever seen this before? What do you do um, when you break up with an ex? Do you take the nuclear option? Do you leave some paths open, ready for reconciliation? Do you, have you been haunted a lot lately, given the season? Um, of course, I always love hearing your stories and comparing my notes to them. And we're always accepting your screenshots of the cringiest profiles you're seeing on the apps if you're still brave enough to be out there. Um, and if you haven't already, be sure to give the Ween I've Seen's Instagram a follow because we always have a good time over there sharing, uh, sharing profiles so you can get a sneak peek into what it's like in the dating world today. I know some of you who have been in relationships for a little while may have may have forgotten what the streets look like and we're here to remind you okay so if you see anything good send it my way would love to post um and legend has it for every like and follow the ween i've seen gets on instagram a profile is added to dating apps where their about me section is completely filled out with helpful information that actually helps you get to know them that's that's just what i heard that's the word on the street so well, guys, that brings us to the end of today's episode. And as always, I appreciate all of you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your day, a wonderful spooky season, a happy Halloween, and I can't wait to see you guys again so we can talk more about the ween I've seen.